What's up, Guan? It's your girl, Samoy, back with another episode of No Behavior. People, who would have thought there was an actual place for people where give on and for people where take people, man? Like, me never know so one place did dead for them until this episode. But before we get into this juiciness of this episode, I want to make sure that I am remaining true to myself and making sure that I am using this platform to immortalize the memories of individuals who have lost their lives due to racial injustice and due to just completely awful human beings. I want to make sure that we, no matter how small, no matter how big our platform is, that we are showing that by continuously saying Vanessa Guillen's name, by continually saying Breonna Taylor's name, by continually saying Elijah McClain's name, that we are showing individuals that spew hate and are are just cancerous individuals that we are not going to sit for this and we're not going to allow anybody to do this to people of color. So we have to continue to call their name. And I know that we're in that space where it's just like it becomes so overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me too. However, in order for them to know that we matter, we got to make sure that they know that we keep on saying it, that we keep on bringing their names up in conversation so shit like this don't happen no more. And with that being said, I want to go ahead and jump into the episode because like we deserve a space to just take our minds off of everything that is going on in this world, in this fucked up world and just allowing ourselves to be happy because black joy black joy black joy baby <laughs> it's a form of resistance like i understand i know that like yeah so listen this episode like god no just drop it well gone goodies hooray i am so excited to have you ladies on today because we're going to be talking about a super important topic while we are navigating through this adulting shit. And you know, I say in true nubby area from Afi, Afi asks you some outlandish question where people normally don't ask other people. Are you ready? Yeah, well. <laughs> ready. All right. And this icebreaker is going to be an. A little intro into what we are going to speak on today. And we're going to go with Anika first. Anika, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm Anika, or you can call me Niki. You can find me on Niki Love and my brand page, Akara underscore divine. That's A-K-4-R-A underscore divine, D-I-V-I-N-E. So, yeah, what's the question, Moir? All right, so what me want know... What are your levels of possessiveness? Like, how far you ever go? You ever search the phone? You ever go through the computer? You ever touch the tablet? Where you the girl? You ever hide behind nobody bush and how weird game come out? No? Mm. All right. <laughs> um, I'm like as possessive as everyone else, but I'm never really do much of that. But one time, 
I wanted to prove to someone how much I wanted the guy. So when I flew to New York, I definitely asked her to come and someone can beat her up. And that was like the most extreme thing that I did. She did not come so I could beat her up, but I mean, definitely did. And Nika said she pulled a chat and she now took it back. So you, you call the girl and tell the girl, say, hey, you girl, come here. No, but I subtweeted her like, okay, Milan, <laughs> you were talking all that shit in the DMs. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. Straight off the jumbo this jet. Right. Bad if you wanted the energy. drama on Twitter, let's do it. Bad girl energy. Pull up. Yes. <laughs> All right. She did not and indeed pull up. Now we have a repeat guest, Miss Simsima. I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, what are the levels? What are the depths of your possessiveness when it comes to a relationship? Like Anika said, I think it's pretty average um, when you think of toxic monogamous culture, but we'll get into that eventually um, in my history. So the most I did was go through tablet and Facebook um, to see, you know, who was who was popping up, who was coming to town to visit you, but it should have been us, you know. So that was probably the most that I had done was gone through social medias. And then, of course, that always brings up the issue. If you're going through social medias and tablet and phone, what are you going to do about it? So you you either breaking your own heart or you already kind of have that plan set up that, hey, this is this is my exit because things are already usually on the rocks as it is. If you're you're at that point where you're going through a phone or a tablet, it's coming from insecurity. But a lot of times as women. We sense, or people in general, I should say, we sense when something is off, when something has changed in a relationship, whether the people don't look at us the same or touch us the same, there is that feeling of things being off. So that's it. You, you posed a question um, earlier. You said, what are we going to do? Fight him? Like, beat him? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, is that a real question? Just wake him up well, and at him and boop. No, some hot grease. Some hot grease, pull him a dia. (laughs) But we know, we know, due to dance hall artists and the Bible, that you know, hot gal in a fight over man. Oh yeah. So I'm too cute. Sorry, I'm too cute to be sitting up in jail. So I had to, you know, girl, bitch, you might be cute. Rain it in. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I love the fact that you all were able to be so vulnerable with our listeners. Um, But if you have been living underneath a rock, if you have not been plugged into what is going on, living her best life. And I'm not even going the good to up, good up, Jada. Like Jada, the tight poems, Jada. I only know two Jadas, Jada Kingdom and Jada Smith, because God knows. Okay. Like, that's a different conversation, though, because me love Jada. Heavy, heavy, heavy. About not everything I can sing, but yeah. All right. So, we already know what's going on with the Alcina and Jada Pinkett Smith situation, right? We know that some rumors have, and again, I'm saying rumors because we don't know the full extent of this relationship and y'all i'm doing air quotes because who knows if this poor little boy was just led astray or if they were truly in a relationship so it's come to the attention and it's really started this conversation of people truly either coming from a negative aspect or a positive aspect of 
trying to understand what were the dynamics of this relationship? Was this relationship even ethical? Because he's a whole, he was 22 when it started and she was a big woman, like big woman status. So we aren't sure for a lack of not being there when a day in Alcina position, like whenever they and I, whenever they and I host, when them did a do dagger. So like there's too much things that's going on, so we would not know. But there's so many clips that's going on. What oh did they see the clip when she and Will did that time? Yeah. And then she was like, I'll be yeah. in one section of the house doing who I'm doing, and you be in the other. I'm like, huh? Okay. But those girl. are goals, though. That's that, ambition. Right. Like that's you telling me say ah, yes, I that a guard. But that's this was, Oprah and Stedman levels. Ha, Oprah is she's the goat. Like, Oprah is a goat. She could go ahead and fucking adopt me at this point in my life. But the situation with um, August and Jada just really allows us to have this discourse on the intricacy of a relationship. We've been, in our lifetime, we've seen monogamy throughout our lifetime, right? So we haven't really been exposed to much. And the exposure that we have is usually unethical, right? And because of that, I want us to start this discourse of what is monogamy? What is non-monogamy? What is polyamory? So we're going to start with a working vocabulary um, just to help us define and name and understand the various terms so ethical non-monogamy is a consensual, openly sexual type relationships that you're having with multiple people. Often threesomes will fall in the, under this category or couples exploring separate sexual encounters individually within their relationship um, and outside of their relationship with the permission and knowledge from their partners, okay? So keywords here is permission and knowledge. We're not talking about you know, certain things we'll get into. Polyamory relationship style is more so fostering multiple sexual and or romantic relationships simultaneously. So it's it's another level from ethical non-monogamy. So alter everything what you just said. We want to condense it because we like when stuff just short and simple, Makes sense. right? Mm-hmm. With non-monogamy, essentially it is more on a sexual level. Right, where polyamory, yeah, it can be. polyamory is more on a higher. I want to be commitment, in like a committed kind of romantic, exactly intimate romantic relationship yeah. with you, right? But it also can be sexual. It's a combination. Well, that is a good working definition to have. So essentially, it boils down to with non-monogamy, it's more on a sexual level. With polyamory, it's a sexual and more of a romantic relationship. But then sometimes people mistake like cheating for polyamory. Like they're like, oh, if if you wanted to cheat, why you didn't just have an open relationship? But it's not the same. Like a person that is cheating is is going against the limits or the the boundaries that's set in that relationship. Polyamory already has these limits or boundaries, but they just don't look the same like monogamy. So it's cheating and polyamory has like no similarity because the people in polyamorous relationship they are open to that so is that where the conversation of ethical versus unethical comes in yes because ethical would mean that that the person is like aware and both 
consent <laughs> to the um situation. And then um you have to think about some red flags when you're when you're pursuing polyamory relationships because sometimes people are saying they are polyamorous, but does their partner know that they're polyamorous? So when you're going into these relationships with people who are already in relationships, make sure that it's clear. Make sure everyone knows what's going on because a lot of people use this new trend to to continue doing cheating behavior. Unethical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make sure it is ethical. If you feel like you're questioning all the things, all the pieces, then the piece no add up. It don't add up. Mm-hmm. No, like you hit you hit the nail right on the head because earlier you hinted on um unethical uh, practices of non-monogamy and that just the whole we come from Jamaica so the whole we know mm-hmm. what we are going to talk about now because <clears throat> we have <laughs> we literally are saturated <laughs> with images of unethical forms of um, non-monogamy where individuals are going outside of their relationships think of your brought up in Jamaica even through our culture here extension of our culture it's like in the song, them, in a people vernacular, like them oblique stuff, what them said, like, oh, um, let's talk about Shenzia. Um, rest in peace, Shenzia. No, me did I say rest in peace to our mommy? God, no, God, yeah, it hurts. No, that's core. a different topic, but I wanted to discuss, like, think of the side chick song, right? That's literally glorifying a role. An, an ethical role at that of you being in somebody's life and we're not we're unsure of if the wife may know or the girlfriend may know but you are ready to take up people mind like that is a yeah. prime example of unethical what other um aspects of unethical non-monogamy or polyamory do you see in our culture that wifey walk out on me at the stand up it's a huge part of Jamaican culture, definitely, whether it's spoken or unspoken, accepted, allowed, tolerated. Absolutely. Um, and then it just like it brings up so many emotions. Like think of if you have a partner that is cheating, right? The first thing, what are you going to do? You're going to become enraged. And then you're mm-hmm. gonna be like, wait a minute, like, was she up with Mina Aban? How am I going to do this to me? And, you know, like one bag of thoughts go through your mind and you're trying to process through those thoughts. Like how, oh my gosh, you know, you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like you have some type of jealousy and jealousy is very normal. It's a real emotion. Like everybody has, jealousy don't only exist in polyamory um, like relationships. It happens all the time. So it's kind of like you have to unpack what is causing you to be jealous. Because a lot of times when you look behind jealousy, it's insecurity. Insecurity, absolutely. Yeah. So like... And I I just wanted to add a lot of negative core beliefs that come from childhood or certain relationships we viewed um, can be underneath like that foundation of the insecurity. So it's good to kind of track back and figure out even in our bodies we hold on to that gut feeling or that tightness in our chest or the you know the throat scratchiness like that's all part of core beliefs mm-hmm. but then they have the opposite of jealousy sometimes with this compersion which is like wanting to see your partner be in love with someone else essentially like feeling good about seeing them like it, it, it it's a good sensation so some people yeah. are just built different sometimes 
Yeah. And some of it can be learned based on experiences. Like the first time your partner is, you know, sexually intimate with somebody else and you're there or you even know of it, there's going to be some feelings that you got to check and then talk about and process. As well as if they go on a date and you're home sleeping in the bed and they out on a date and you know, y'all know about it. So then you have to navigate those boundaries. Do you check in with each other? Is it they kind of just have their space in their you know, hall pass for the weekend. What does that look like? And how do you self-soothe and care for yourself in that moment? But a large part of what you all are saying, I completely understand. But like when you're talking about jealousy in a relationship, it's usually you find out that in your younger years that you find out that your partner was being unfaithful and it's like a blow. So because of that blow now, you are then understanding that you are then understanding that your partner was not faithful to you. So mm. with that understanding, it's just like you put up this jealousy and it's like, oh, you know what? I'm never even going to allow myself to come to that state of mind to even accept that I may not want monogamy because monogamy is simple. Like if you, it, monogamy is real simple. It's but the norm. polyamory is literally the most complex shit that I've ever dabbled in. I would say both are. I would say both are complex because sometimes monogamy calls for trying to navigate like how you without owning this person, how do I connect with this person? Mm -hmm. And then polyamory it's like, okay, how do I allow all these people to feel special when I connect with so many different people so it's just different type of complexities right I think it's it's monogamy seems easier because that's what we see that's what we know that's what's embedded in our culture if you look at music Beyonce Lemonade most Disney movies all of that is monogamous toxic monogamous culture we love it but let's call it spade a spade and let's talk more about that toxic, toxic, I'm sorry, monogamy culture. Like, how do we see it in our society? How can we recognize it? How can we call it out? For me, at least, I see it as normalization of jealousy as an indicator of love. Like, no, me could never share my man. Like, those, mm -hmm. that norm and value when it's, you could be sharing yourself. It's not just you sharing your man. You yourself can go out and find partners, whether male or female male and female, that meet your needs. So the bun for bun, would that be a part of toxic monogamy culture? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's a subset of Jamaican culture because like, probably... Bun for bun, like, on the song, like, too idiot because it could just, like, like... Have a conversation. I feel like when you truly even allow yourself to visit polyamory, like, you have to come from a mature mindset. Yeah. Like, you have to rid yourself of the immature ways that you had and it allows you to see like what kind of deficiencies do I have am I really a good communicator like I love to boast and say I'm a good communicator because if I'm dabbling in polyamory now that means I may have to communicate with three different people may not even mm -hmm. like communicate with one so I don't know <laughs> if we really reach in a polyamory or if I'm just like in non-monogamy zone and like yeah figuring it out it's a I process it is absolutely a process because you have to get in where you fit in and some right. you're gonna fit in everywhere because men know if me can't ever ascend to the rule where like me I'm the I'm the girlfriend, she's a wife and 
he's a husband or I'm mm-hmm. the girlfriend, she's a girlfriend, she's a wife. And then I'm like, yo, dog, like, what's going on? Like, am I living with you? Like, how are those? Like, it's just so many things that you have to kind of work <laughs> out with polyamory. And for me, I don't like to share my space. Like, me hit when people didn't have my space. Right. But nesting is an option. It's not, it doesn't have to be. Um, so some people are you know, have hierarchies in their relationships. Others don't. Some people practice um, relationship anarchy. Um, Currently for myself, at least, I consider myself to be solo poly, which means I'm the foundation of any relationship that I embark upon, whether that's being a solo partner with another person or joining a couple. My eventual goal is for multiple committed romantic and sexual relationships where everybody knows about each other. We're all cool. We have our metas. We got our kitchen table going on. Um, those are, you know, definitions and terms people can kind of research regarding poly lifestyle. Um, but right now I consider myself practicing ethical non-monogamy. That's just the phase I'm in because partly Rona got us, you know, in the house board. Locked in the house <laughs> I'm board. in the house and I'm <laughs> in the house, in the house, house board. <laughs> So, and that's, it's but a phase, it's a process. I know that we've been talking about the terminology. We've been talking about, like, the verbiage that you need to use. But are there any true applications? Like, are you walking the walk or are you just talking? Mm-hmm. Like, let me know. You ever did this or you just run your mouth? Because Sim, like, you know and your love chat. <laughs> so, I'm definitely um, practicing ethical non-monogamy. I am trying to be open and um not trying, I am doing it. Because in the past I was trying and the the Nike check mark wasn't fully happening. So (laughs) I am doing it. I am being more honest and open. I'm trying to, I am communicating uh, my needs and making sure that everyone I'm involved with are also communicating and honest about the the needs and the boundaries and what this looks like, what this can grow into, what it won't be growing into at this point in our lives. And I think that's, that's really important when you think of, vulnerability and growing in relationships, um, treating people the way we want to be treated. Cause I think that's the tough part. And that's why I started looking into poly lifestyle is because I was often hurt. There was dishonesty and I was just wanting something more authentic, mm. a way to a paradigm to navigate my life. Absolutely. That's, and, that's and a I want, true concern. And I want to add like questioning certain things I viewed within my own, you know, culture of being raised in a Jamaican household and seeing certain relationship dynamics within my immediate family and extended family. I will mm. be honest, I don't think I've ever I want to I'll say that back. The majority of my family members have practiced unethical non-monogamy <laughs> and it has resulted in the birth of children and hurt feelings and you know, a whole heap of mess. So just trying to do something different. Every every generation has to heal from our scars and our trauma. Absolutely. What Mm -hmm. about you? Thank you so much for sharing that, Sim, because the application part is probably where people are getting caught up because there's so many terminology. First, it may look very daunting. Like it may look scary to even tackle this, you know? But once Mm -hmm. you continue to learn and unlearn some of the things that we've been taught in our life, because I think that's a big part of adulthood, like unlearning. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we've had this shoved down our throat for so long, 
Me know I say you love shove stuff. Because you look well appetite. When? Tell me the time. When? Tell me. I will pack the whole bag. Okay, tell me. When for sure. I need to look well too at me. So I need to have to call you. You know me, okay? So it's just really beautiful to see that you're in this space and that you're open to new things. But what about you, Anika? Like, where are you on this journey? I think I've been poly my whole, oh, actually um, polyamorous because I've seen terms that say poly is talking about um, a certain nationality, but polyam- I've been polyamorous my whole life, but didn't even realize because I always want two boyfriends, two girlfriends. I always <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> and I think it's been unethical, but the thing, the, the crazy part about it is that I've always been open with the people that I've been with, like okay, I'm talking to this person, da, da, da. so I guess it hasn't been unethical, it just has come with a lot of conflict, and someone brought up a good point to me, like, like not trying to make my partner polyamorous too, but actually seeking people that are actually open to that, um, but right now, I'm flexible, they have a word for it, I can't pronounce it, but it's like <laughs> basically saying that, like, if my relationship is monogamous, I can roll with it, and if my relationship open up, I can roll with it. Or if I'm in a polyamorous situation, I can. I've been in a lot of little situations like a triad where it's me like the girl, me like the man, the man like the girl, the girl like the man, and the girl like me. Oh, wow. No threesomes, funnily enough. Like, nothing came out of that, but it was just, like, bonding with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he dropped the ball. <laughs> I have two bad girls and still pick up one another one. Exactly, on. like. <laughs> and then, um, but I've been in open relationships and I haven't been in any committed situation. Like, just have been like talking around it, seeing people date other people, being open about it. So it's like my my foot in the water still, but me are weird. Yeah. I haven't leaped into like a, a full-blown committed relationship where we're both open. Cause I honestly think these men are scared because they know that I'm gonna have another boyfriend. Like they <laughs> they don't they know that I'm yeah, That's they a huge know factor. that I'm actually going to do it is not my is I'm not just talking about it. I'm interested to see what will happen like when I when I'm in a nesting situation. Like I would love to like have a partner and then we just do whatever we feel like like if we want to be monogamous right now we could do that and then if we want to open a relationship do that i want to explore with someone but you got to have a real one next to you absolutely it's that exploration phase that allows you to truly like see what's out there and kind of like test the waters but like for so many individuals that have been in a friend with benefit situation that's a part of polyamory that's solo poly and people mm-hmm. are like oh no i would never do that bitch you was doing it stop it <laughs> situationships the- situationships right their well. relationship so, like, there's so many dynamics that go into polyamory and people can just be so closed mind because like again um monogamy is reinforced in popular culture so people are going to go after what is yeah. reinforced but personally for my journey right now men not know if me can't ever ascend to polyamory because men not like people like someone <laughs> you know some men not like people anika you know some men not like people men not like people it like, takes a lot of energy get, bro bro and i'm a, like i'm an empath by like <laughs> by default dog and i just take up 
so many people energy when I'm around him. I'm like, oh, this is exhausting. Like, leave me alone. Like, I can immediately tell. Someone, talk truth. We can't tell what's something wrong with you. Like, I don't even have to look at you. It's just how you answer the phone. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you're like, nothing. What the fuck is wrong with you? I can't go through this back and forth shit, bitch. Tell me now, you know? So if you happen to navigate through so many fucking different emotions or other people, no doubt. Well, you have to commit if you're like polyamory with multiple more than one person. You're not just like having fun if you're in romantic committed relationship you have to commit you have to do the whole thing with multiple people so you're right like that person has to know if they're ready to do that because you cannot leave someone hanging just because like it's like i mean everyone has you can have a favorite but go ahead like i just wanted to add that that's part of poly life is figuring out okay love time money those things are there's a cap on it there's a limit but love there's no limit on love. We love our children. We love our family members. We love our friends. When it comes to romantic relationships, that's where we're socialized to think you only can love one person, one person at a time. And if you do other love other people, then that's, you know, that's a moral flaw mm-hmm. and something is wrong with mm-hmm. you inherently. It's not. It's just how we are socialized. Absolutely. A lot of indigenous and African and Asian cultures have forms of polyamory absolutely because but people are trying to take this as a okay you know i'm going to go and dabble in this polyamory but this again highlights your deficiencies if you cannot be open with all your partners then it's going to flop if you cannot be truthful with all your partners then it's going to flop if you cannot adhere to the boundaries if you cannot be in a mature state of mind it's not going to work and for me personally i've I've been a part of solo poly where I was able to experience different things. Like I had a roster, like dog, like hello. Got a team. Like let's see quickly. Like who can we put into the game right now? Like who's on the bench? I I need all my hoes back. A major part for me when I was going through the solo poly phase is like I was with I wasn't with, but like I was sexually active with one person, and this nigga go open him mo. After we done fucking up, like after me done like, bam bam, like dog, like some more. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yes, you can, baby. Come, like y'all all out. No, dog, just come. Go ahead. I'm boy, come look for me. I'm boy, come tell me. Say, you know, say you're going to be a great wife for somebody you're going to be a great like you're just everything about you so amazing for somebody like i don't even remember what my response was but i was like dog what I'm he was setting his what? boundaries <laughs> setting his boundaries and letting people know that this is not a fully committed this is a you know I'm monogamous yeah good wife not for me. For somebody else. But after boy said that, man, look, funny man said, no, dog, like, what the fuck you are talking about? Because when me and you did the fun, like, you should have never talked that. Like, you should have never said that. 
And then after that, like, we started, like, we kind of stopped fucking because of that. Because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, if I wanted to be with you, bitch, I would have been with you. (laughs) That's a good example, though, of, you know, certain things, certain words and communication can bring up insecurities or not knowing where the relationship is. Mm -hmm. If it's a situationship, what does this mean? Where is it going? If I bring it up, does that make me soft? Does that make me vulnerable? Like, that. that's part of navigating. Absolutely. That need for vulnerability. Like you need vulnerability and you need transparency in mm-hmm. every relationship. But even more when you step into polyamory, I feel yeah. like it forces you to be vulnerable and transparent yeah. because you have to be. Like you're handling mm-hmm. you're handling other people's more people's emotions and mm-hmm. hearts and and yeah. I'm so grateful for this understanding now. I'm so grateful for the maturity to look at this situation and call it for what it is. Like, monogamy does not suit everybody. And it doesn't make you any less of an individual if it does not. Or you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. So, y'all, like, y'all y'all fed into my inner bad bitch because, dog, mm-hmm. like, this conversation. Yes. 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 I'm about to Thank put on some lashes so right much. now. When we got to twerk the city girls and some, you know, Shinsia or Jada to wrap up. Listen, listen, we're going to have to do something. Twerk something, Sin. Twerk something. Go, go. Hey. Yes. Listen, listen, real talk. Be safe. Wear your mask and make sure so of hand sanitizer because Corona is here. A debout, yes, and it's real. And I cannot have anything happen to you all. I love you and thank you so much for being vulnerable. Yes, thank you. Bye. This is fun. Bye. And remember to follow the podcast on Twitter at nubbehavior underscore P. That's nubbehavior underscore P. And on the gram, it's at nubbehavior underscore podcast. Again, that's at nubbehavior underscore podcast. I remember every Tuesday, when I Tuesday, pound the Tuesday, them. I say you for the. Bye.